Welcome back to the Leadership Vision Podcast, our show helping you build positive team culture. Our consulting firm has spent 25 years investing in teams so that people are mentally engaged and emotionally healthy. Hello, everyone. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and in this episode, we explore a topic that often gets overlooked or at least pushed to the back burner amidst the daily grind, and that is the idea of spending time on the people stuff in business. In the next few minutes, we're going to uncover how considering the individuals within your team can be the key to unlocking remarkable success. So here are three things to pay close attention to during this episode. First, we'll discuss why shifting our focus from the what and how to the who is crucial for effective leadership. Understanding the role of individuals and their growth within a team can make all the difference in achieving your collective goals. Second, we'll share a powerful tool that we use that can help you press pause, reflect, and build strong team foundations. We love the Clisfin Strengths tool. It's an invaluable resource that allows you to identify and harness the unique strengths of each team member, fostering collaboration and personal growth, among other things. And finally, we'll dive into real-life examples of teams that have experienced this transformative journey. We'll uncover the initial skepticism that plot shifts and the remarkable outcomes that occurred when individuals were truly seen and valued for the contributions. So whether you're a seasoned leader, aspiring to become one, or a fresh new hire, this episode will provide you with some practical insights and actionable steps to cultivate strong team dynamics and foster a culture of collaboration and understanding. Enjoy. I think there's two schools of thought. One is you start with the work. Or the other is you start with the people. What do you mean? What does it look like to start with the work? What does it look like to start with the people? I think on on one side of the extreme. Now, obviously, we're we're speaking in polarities more than just we know that there's a both and. But oftentimes, when people want to do strategic planning, want to get everyone on the same page, start to you know uh, identify and organize find efficiencies that's starting with the work and that is consultants that aren't necessarily us oftentimes we're the people that start with the people we are hired to come in because the work that people are doing is so complicated because the pressures of the work people feel people feel that they're not recognizable in their context now Maybe they're in a new role, they're in a new space. And instead of just getting down to business and focusing on the work, when people pause and think about with whom they're doing the work, we think that the 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 potential for catalytic change and productive work actually increases. So starting with the work is all is like the job, the tasks yep. of the tasks of the job. Yeah. Uh, we've been using a lot of cooking metaphors in our meetings lately. So it'd be you like coming been. in and yeah. talking about, I have been fine. Uh, talking about the menu, the food, like all of those sorts of things. But starting with the people is actually like, well, who is the chef? Who is the head chef? Who is the sous chef? Who is the, you know, the bakery person, the, all the other people involved in the kitchen and understanding what their, 
uniqueness is and what they bring to the overall restaurant experience. Is that kind of what you're saying in terms of two schools of thought? You can either focus externally or internally. Is that, yes. am I getting you there? Yeah. Okay. So what are the, you said we're the people people. <laughs> and so are we at Leadership Vision brought in at the beginning, middle or end of a group sort of realizing that they need some help looking internally or getting to know the people. Yes. People. <laughs> yes. It's because it's whenever the leader perhaps feels the most pressure hmm. that's so it could be at the beginning, middle or end. Um, it could be some compelling event that's happening or has happened that gives people a chance to come together, get reacquainted, not just with each other, but with themselves. It's called going to work for a reason, because I think that the mindset is we're going to work to actually do work. We don't say we're going to people. Um, so I think that there's something that, should, that we should note uh, just in the framework of what it is that we're talking about. Of course, when things start to go awry, uh, we are focusing on the challenges. And most often, we're focusing on the challenges of the work that is right in front of us uh, before we're asking ourselves about the people, what the people are are bringing, of course, some problems that we are brought in are people problems. But I think most people, even when they're considering the people problems, they're looking for a work-based solution around solving their people problems instead of looking for a people-centered solution to their people problems. And so I think that there is just this recognition of individuals saying it's one or the other. If I'm at work, we're probably going to focus on work-based solutions and not look to the people solution as the the primary area of our focus and trying to solve the challenges that are right in front of us. I'm wondering if you could share an example to make this really specific and kind of concrete, because I think our listeners would love some sort of like take home, like a takeaway. And so I know that I think it was last year, you're working with a team. Uh, they just a lot of pressure on them to kind of grow. I think they had that, that maybe that end goal in mind, but we leadership vision got a call and asked, Hey, can you come and help us, help us grow, help us get there? Does that, do you know which team I'm talking yeah, about? We do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, but it's a similar story to many of the teams. But when I think of this team in particular, <clears throat> it was mounting work pressures, new leader leadership in the whole entire organization. And this was more of a sub team. And it was from the first day that you are hired, you have brand new responsibilities. There were similar people in different roles doing multiple, you know, because oftentimes when there is uh, a change, you, you find yourself doing the job of three people or four people. And all of a sudden, the leader looked around and realized, all right, I have all the right players here together. What would it look like if we really get to know each other? We had worked with this client several years ago and... <clears throat> She didn't remember, you know, the entirety of our process, but she said, I remember how you made me feel. I remember that we were bonded and we knew more about each other at the end of the day. I was wondering if you could come back and, and do a similar thing with us. And so it was this opportunity to kind of level set using the language of strengths. It began as a strengths experience, which is 
a few hours long. It also included one-to-one conversations. And we spread these things out over the course of a couple of months. But, and then we end with this strengths readout. We call it a learning community where the learning is multidimensional using image and story and feedback from the members. What was interesting about this engagement was, as Linda said, our company had worked with this group years before, and we were coming back to basically do relatively the same thing. But there's been some employee turnover. And of the employees that were turned over, there were also people that had other strengths experiences. So we were brought in not only like to replace and redo what we had already done, but to also build on the foundation that other consultants had done using strengths within the organization. So for some people, this was the third time in a matter of years that they were going through an introduction to strengths with a different set of team members because many people uh, were new to the team. So what was very interesting about this process was there was a handful of people that were excited for the engagement because they're just excited to get together as a team. There were those that were brand new to the whole thing. So there was that kind of like, I'm not sure what this is going to be like and that hesitation. And then there were, there were some who, who would say, I've been through this before. And there was a healthy dose of criticism that went along with it. So we had high expectations at the beginning of the event, obviously, because we do have high expectations, but we were also very surprised at how the event transpired how people began to lower their guard and really begin to listen to people in a new way. And one of the things I think was really interesting about the event was the timing. It was at the end of their school year. All of the pressures and all of the stress of a school year coming to an end was high. And here we are coming in to do a team development practice with this group of people saying, Let's just press pause and let's remind ourselves of who we are doing this work with and not focus primarily on just the work. So what happened? I want to fast forward and kind of skip over all the nitty gritty of how you got there. You said, Linda, something about like people remember how you feel Mm -hmm. or how you made them feel, not what you said or did, which I think is a Maya Angelou quote. I think so. One of them. Um, Yeah, it is. But we can give it to you. Um, No, we'll give it to her. (laughs) So (laughs) fine. Fair enough. So at the end of it, like how did these people feel like what happened let's start with that like you so you went through all the stuff with strengths and people understood each other at the end of the day did they trust each other more did they feel more hmm. seen and known did they work together more like what was kind of paint that picture because i wonder if that would be helpful as leaders are thinking about you know what could we perhaps do for our people it might be helpful to hear some of the success stories and then they can contact us or whatever to figure out how do, well, how do we do that now? Yeah. One of the things that was said to me on many different occasions was how surprised people were by how their lived experiences have shaped and still shape who they are today. Like they were surprised at how we were talking about their strengths, where their strengths came from, from the things that they were interested in to how their parents were raising them to um, like the things that they were reading and how that was shaping who they are today and, and how they were showing up. And by by broadening their understanding of where strengths came from, it gave them a broader 
way to accept other people and how other people are showing up as well. So that, that there was this awareness of people's backgrounds and the last couple of jobs they have and whether those jobs were easy or those jobs were tense or the relationship with their boss or supervisor was was stressful or or really complimentary it just said hey if i'm as complex as i've just learned maybe there's some complexity that i can discover in those that i'm working with Another, like what happened as a result of our work was how it impacted the leader. Now, this leader was in a place where she's leading the team, a lot of pressure. Again, she had this observation of what's really happening with my team. She was asking us questions like, well, what do you see here? Who's standing out? What are some of the potential partnerships that are here? Are you hearing anything unique and particular about the individuals that I'm working with? Are they excited about their jobs? What questions do they have? How can I actually use this information? I think that part of what we're bringing is then we bring not just a shorthand through the use of the language of strengths to understand people, but we're also bringing a depth of knowledge of how we can help leaders pay attention to some of the nuances of how people are putting together their argument. Maybe someone's communication style, why someone uses humor the way that they do, why someone leans back when there's conflict that ar arises, why is there someone who always has that pause and needs to put things in certain order or certain structure? If a leader can begin to understand the nuances of how someone prepares for work and engages their work, that can be really helpful in how that leader is influencing and leveraging that team to actually accomplish the day-to-day -day goals that they're facing. It's sort of like, I think this is a Ted Lasso quote, be <laughs> curious and not judgmental. Yeah. Have you seen like when people go through this work that they then kind of view maybe themselves and their coworkers through a different lens of curiosity? Yes. Yeah. Versus, oh, this person presents themselves this way, and therefore I'm going to think of them in a certain way. But through this, like you said, you're going through all this material, and there's like, oh, wait, actually, when I was in fifth grade, I did this one thing, yep. and maybe that was the start mm -hmm. of some of this. And then somebody else is like, wait, you did that? I did that too. And mm -hmm. it like brings mm -hmm. up all this like, well, yep. if we're similar on this thing, what else might we not know about each other that we should? Or it, it it was explaining why a couple people really loved partnering together. They mm -hmm. they could never name it ahead of time, nope. and it wasn't that even, you know, sharing their strengths or having them written down somewhere or their results would you know would be helpful. But it was like, oh, there's a shorthand when we talk. We just both assume we're going to both get it done and get it done fast. It'll be done before the top of the hour. No wonder we love working together because we have a similar drive, and we intuitively. Like we don't have to speak about it. We just do it. Uh, there were other people that are more extroverted in, in nature that, that were self-proclaimed, you know, verbal processors that the more they talked, the more they realized, oh, that's, I've never said that out loud before. And they were having their own ahas as we just served up a framework to them and allowed them to play in that space. So it wasn't that we're going to add these, you know, pieces together to, you know, make this specific thing happen. It was rather, we're putting these pieces together, we're setting the table, and then we don't know exactly the ahas that are going to come. But we did see, we did see a curiosity grow. We did see, I think there were still judgments, you know, I, in the, in the first, yeah, in the first part of the perfect. experience mm -hmm. where it was, is that really what you're doing? Why? No. Is that good or bad? Yep. 
I've never right. seen anything like that. That reminds me of someone in my family. But when curiosity begins to eclipse judgment, that's when you're cooking with gas. We'll be right back. At Leadership Vision Consulting, we have spent 23 years helping individuals explore the depth and dimension of their personal strengths and have helped hundreds of teams build positive culture. We're excited to now announce our new online membership platform that brings together the resources, community, and motivation that you need to grow your influence and build a positive team culture. Through our courses, workshops, live Q&A sessions, and more, you'll gain the skills and confidence you need to lead effectively. And with our supportive community of like-valued leaders, you'll never feel like you're doing it alone. Visit leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash community to learn more. And for the leader and for the team members, one of the things that we emphasize, not using these specific words, is that this work is about accepting and expecting. Not just accept, like you're accepting who you are and then expecting yourself to continue to show up that way and to contribute that way, as well as how can we accept other people and expect from them more of the same, more of the same of who they actually are. And part of uh, the leader's re- realization was, you know, how can you expect a certain person to always be thinking deeply into something? How can you expect one person to really look for the specific configurations of people and organization so that things are working in sync? And one of the pro tips that we had as a result of this, like one of the one of these like professional insights that we had with the team was around some confusion around the strength of maximizer. Now, the strength of maximizer is often a strength that is associated with excellence and high expectations, like squeezing the last 2% out of something. And that was the general understanding that this group had of the strength of maximizer. However, the woman that had this strength, a little, again, some pro insight here, she was wrestling with it. And we asked some more questions and tried to listen really closely to what she was saying and to what she was not saying about this strength because we wanted to make sure that she wasn't continuing to be misunderstood. And one of the things that we realized is that this woman was not bringing the high, excellent expectation to everything that she was talking about. That was the misunderstanding. She was selecting, and that was the difference. She was selecting that which she saw the ability to maximize, and it wasn't across the board. When we began to highlight that and begin to ask this woman, is that kind of what you're doing? She's like, now that's what I'm doing. And that realization for the team, I think, was a great surprise and a great aha because the team was thinking that she had this expectation for excellence in everything that they were doing, but it wasn't. It was actually a selective application of the strength of Maximizer. And there were several strengths and the actual names, the words of the themes of strength People were saying like, nope, that's not me. Nope, Mm -hmm. I don't like that one. Nope. But the more that we began to dig into our history of all the people that we have talked talked to that that have demonstrated different ways that those strengths may manifest, we said, is it more like this? Is it more like this? Let me tell you a story about that. Then it was, oh, no. Yes, yes, and no. That's how mine works. So it wasn't just on a line, do you have this or do you not? But play with me a little bit. What does that look like inside you in your context? Well, and that's one of the things that I really love about our work is that, we kind of said this in the introduction, but using, like when you push pause, 
and have a group come together to do some sort of, I'm using air quotes, team building exercise activity like this. It's through those real life examples that through our experience that we can showcase and recognize the value of each team member's unique strengths and how that can maybe lead to a stronger, more cohesive team that I don't think you can do if you don't push that pause button. Once you get good at it, maybe you can do it in real time, the heat of battle, so to speak, as teams are pushing towards their goals. Would you say it's accurate that a lot of leaders and a lot of teams just don't either see the value in like pushing pause or finding time to carve out, or is it just too hard to do that? Imagine if you've got all this pressure on you to achieve X goal, to be like, actually, we're going to push pause and we're going to sit around and the campfire with the guitar and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> and We don't bring campfires or guitars. No guitars or any kind of music or holding hands anymore. Awesome. Good. Um, Good. I so appreciate that. We're not doing that, but I think it is when all the pressures are to perform, to deliver, to cross the finish line with whatever project that you're working on, to achieve, achieve, and the work just feels like it's stacking up everywhere. Pressing pause is a very courageous move. It is a very bold move. And it it then agrees with the thinking of, we're going to go slow to go fast. You know, if we can just slow down and see who we're working with, maybe the work will then become more productive and effective because we're not pausing to do an intervention and talk through communication styles in the heat of in the heat of battle. It's like when you are being proactive about you know fixing something in your house or doing strength training or whatever that thing is because you don't want it to deteriorate it's like in your tires rotated or you know p- pick of your metaphor analogy whatever you want it's like how do you be proactive like just today actually i had my uh summer ac tune-up because you know i want them to come and make sure it's working now instead of in august when the whole thing breaks down like it did last year so some of this pressing pause i think if you can as the leader be proactive, like you said, it's like, we're going to schedule this in, it's going to be hard, it's going to take a little bit away, but we're going to work on it now, instead of when the house is on fire, you know, potentially. And people today, especially want to know that it's going to be worth their time. Right. What will we get out of it? What will we see? And sometimes there are some, you'll know yourself better, you'll know each other better. And then there's some times where it's like, we don't know what else we're going to bump into. Yeah. But oftentimes strategic alliances will form, um, a greater understanding will be bridged. So then people will know how to do the work better together, how to communicate what is valuable to specific individuals or the group as a whole. The pressing pause, I think it's challenging for people to consider the importance of pressing pause to work again then we're asking people to press pause to relate. Uh, that's like a different, that's a different type of ask. And I really believe that just the process of pressing pause to reflect, just in general, is almost immeasurably valuable because you're giving people permission to take a break. And if it's about work or people, it's totally fine. I believe that people are needing to pause and reflect on who they are, how they're doing, and why they're being asked to do what they're doing. I think that's a whole different invitation for people because I just have this strong conviction 
that in the midst of the work, when you press pause to ask people to just consider who they are and who they're working with, that people will begin to express their needs to one another out loud and perhaps for the first time. And that's really what we're trying to do is to give people a chance to be human in the midst of work environments that have the pressure, that have the stress. And most often it's justifiable that those things are in place. But let's remember that probably the most important investment you can make is the investment in yourself, whether that's through reflection or finding a coach or going through some type of development that's afforded to you. That's probably the greatest investment of time and resources that you can make because we are the entity that is doing the work and we need each other to have that sense of meaning and significance to do the work together so that we are actually feeling that we're doing our best and actually making a contribution. Well, Brian and Linda, thank you so much. I, I hope that people find some value in this and as difficult as it might be to take a pause, to push pause, to you know take a moment to invest in some of these things that they they do that. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, click the link in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. My name is Nathan Freeberg. I'm Linda Schubring. And I am Brian Schubring. And on behalf of our entire team, thanks thanks for for listening. listening.